This episode of Powered by Women is brought to you in part by In Search of the New Compassionate Male. For more information, go to newcompassionatemale.com. You've heard of steam-powered, horse-powered, and gas-powered, rev your engines. And then there's solar-powered, man-powered, and the old electric. But get this even though Dennis is directing this. This show is solely lunar. Hello, welcome to Powered by Women. I am your host, Diane Call. I'm very happy to be here, and I'm very happy that you are here with me because we have two very, very special guests. And before we bring them on, I just think it, it bears repeating every so often just to talk about the overarching intention of the show. And that is to, you know, for women or who identify as such, to move the narrative forward in a more empowered direction. And uh, one thread of this narrative that I would like to focus on is friendship and women supporting each other. And I really do believe that we're moving out of a more fear-based, scarcity-based mindset where, you know, there's only room for one of us, maybe two, but really just there's only room for one queen bee. And I really believe we are moving into a more limitless perception where there's more love and abundance and more of that community-based mindset. And my two guests today, in, in my opinion, exemplify this and illustrate the, the power of when women join forces and women can join forces on, on one task or one project but women can also join forces just simply by being a support of their individual endeavors. And so, okay, our two guests, I know them through a Facebook group that they created for musicians and songwriters. It's called Kimono My House. And it is their story to tell. So I'm going to have them tell that story at some point in this episode today. But first, let me tell you just a little bit about each woman. Okay, Andy Gish. I'm going in alphabetical order, by the way. So Andy Gish, how I know Andy is this, she is a badass musician. She is a published singer-songwriter for her power trio, The Yum Yum Tree. And I, I dare anyone to not smile when they hear The Yum Yum Tree. I, that's one of my favorite band names. So that, that, that is a big part of Andy's life. Another big part of her life is that she is a registered nurse, a board certified ER nurse. She also does a lot of community outreach through the Atlanta Harm Reduction Organization, which does a lot for overdose prevention and overdose reversal through the distribution of Narcan. She's a guest lecturer at several universities, including Emory University. And yes, in 2018, she made the top 10 list of Georgia nurses. Now, th this is one thing that I hope to have some time to talk to Andy about, is she is a former anthropologist and primate researcher. How, how cool is that? I, I really want to learn more about that. Uh, now, Andy's partner in Kimono My House Crime and other probably creative crimes is Kim Ware. And how I know Kim Ware is as a musician and she is an impeccable singer songwriter she fronts a band called kim ware and the good graces now she began drumming at the age of 12 and in 06 she bought this old clunky guitar that she called buzzy i'm guessing that it buzzed a lot and she began writing songs we are going to fast forward then to 2015 where there she is opening up for the Indigo Girls for several legs of, of their tour. That's an amazing nine years there to get from Buzzy to the Indigo Girls and never one to sit idle. 
Kim also, along with Andy, helped create Kimono My House. She started a podcast called Quarantuned, and she began graduate school to become a licensed therapist. I have a tremendous amount of respect and admiration for these two women. So let's bring them on and get the conversation going. Andy Gish, Kim Ware, welcome to Powered by Women. Thank you. There you are. Hello, Hi. friend. Yeah, yeah. And you know, I am so struck and moved by your friendship. There's just something very special about it to me. And I think as women and women musicians kind of doing similar things, you know, it's just such an important, uh, I think, friendship to highlight. So my first question is, how did you both meet? Uh, I don't know. I don't know, I, I don't know exactly. That's on you. I don't know either. Like, well, I, love that. I mean, we had, um, we had a lot of mutual friends playing music in Atlanta. But I feel like we got to know each other through, like, around the time of the other sound. Yeah, yeah. I remember the first time I, like, I remember the first time I saw you. <laughs> no. <laughs> first time. <laughs> you were playing with Mario Harrison, and um, I was like, oh, she's got a girl drummer. That's awesome. And then I found out that you had a record label, and I was like, oh, she's, I don't know who this new girl is, but. She obviously has her shit together. And um, yeah, that's what I remember. But I don't think I met you at that time. Yeah, I don't. I wish I could remember, like, exactly. Um, but yeah, I guess that would have been around. I'm trying to think of what. That would have been around 2005, 2006, yeah. probably. Oh, okay. So right and around then the we time. we lived next to each other twice. So. Do what? We lived next to each other twice. That's like, true. That's true. Yeah, we got to know each know each other better. I think because we were like physically, we were located yeah. right up the street too. Yeah, yeah. And had you both uh, written together, performed together at all, or has this strictly been just sort of being each other's support as you kind of do your stuff individually? Yeah, we haven't written together, but we've like, we've we've sang with each other and, and like yeah, accompanied yeah each other um, in different ways. Yeah, yeah, we we've played a lot of shows together with um, our bands um, mm -hmm. through time. Yeah, and you've done you've taken some road trips. Yes, I know that trip to Nashville. Yeah, let's hear about that. Yeah, that was. I want to say that was in 2018, I think, because it was after the Set Your Sights album came out. Um, but yeah, Andy went on tour with me, which is like a short, it was about a week, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, we one of the shows was in Nashville. Um, and that was really fun, because after the show, we got to go to Bluebird Cafe. Cafe yeah. and, that was a really special show. Um, I liked it. Yeah. It made me uncomfortable. All that stuff going up there really kind of made me uncomfortable. I was singing backup for her, which I'm not used to being a backup singer. So it was a big stretch for me. Mm -hmm. um, I'm just not great at harmonies. But, um, but it was also so much fun. So it was nice to do something that was scary. Um, you know, that I hadn't done before. So. Yeah, getting out of that comfort zone. Yeah. Yeah. Now, had you ever, either one of you, experienced a, like a lack of support or that type of competition, you know, from other females? And, you know, of course, you don't have to name names, but right. I, I'm curious about that, too, because that, that's been a part of my prior experience, not here, but mm -hmm. in Chicago. I feel like in my 20s there was a like there was reluctancy to connect right there was reluctancy to support each other and maybe we all felt like we were trying to prove something i mean i feel like i was not that i was trying to be disconnected or anything but i think that there was a little bit of disconnect and um what's interesting is you know once you get older like 
I, I still know some of those musicians that we used to play shows with that we weren't like, there was community, but, but it's not like the women were supporting one another. And I feel like that's very different now. And I don't know if that's age or yeah. age community, but um, I felt like before it was much more disconnected. Mm-hmm. That's an interesting word to use It's as disconnected. Yeah. You know, and I, I don't know if it's just, like you said, age getting older where I don't know if, if there's that desperation maybe that kind of <laughs> dissipates, you know, <laughs> yeah. or experience and just not caring. You know what I mean? I mean, that's a, uh, that's a gift, not caring. You know what I mean? Like, oh God, yes. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Yeah. Not taking yourself too seriously. Cause yeah. I think, yeah. Cause I think I'm just thinking about that. And I think, um, like, jealousy envy all that stuff is just very primal that's like mm -hmm. in all of us mm -hmm. and i think maybe it's just experiencing that too you know experiencing that feeling enough to where it's like okay well that can be a thing that i just acknowledge and i don't have to then take that and be an asshole about it right you know? right. right it doesn't make it so it doesn't make it right right yeah yeah yeah, yeah, I, I really believe that. I mean, there's plenty of room for us all, you know, because we all bring something so different. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And for neither sure. one is, you know, supreme, so to speak, and seem to be that way. I don't know if that's just how our culture is evolving, too, you know? Yeah, maybe so. And maybe it's a positive thing that, like, women are starting to get more opportunities, you know, and maybe that um, helps us not feel like then it's like this unhealthy competition, you know, because competition can be, it can be healthy. It can oh, be motivating, definitely. you know? Oh yeah. Um, yeah. I've been thinking a lot. There's this article in the New York times it's a whole conversation of its own, but I just read it yesterday and it's, um, it's really interesting and it was really, it was really sad to, to read honestly, but it kind it gets at a lot of that. Um, just that mean girl spirit sometimes that exists between yeah. women that are doing the same thing and reading it and seeing it. It's like, I just felt, it was like, wow, that is so, horrible <laughs> and um i mean it was like to a degree that was it was it was just really really bad um hmm. but it, it was so obvious like um it was more than just like i said like a competition or even just it was just it was just mean um and i hate when i see that anyway but i especially mm -hmm. hate it when i see it like with women doing it to each other and doing it to themselves, it's it's really, it's nasty and it's not good. And I think, um, yeah, the more I'm made aware of things like that, the more I realize it's like, oh God, I never, I never want to be that way uh -uh. about, yeah, about mm -hmm. other women, like yes. whether they're even like my friends or just acquaintances or whatever. Um, Yes. Yeah, I want to do the opposite of right. those sorts of things. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That makes me think of like back then, because I'm thinking about, you know, when I first started in my 20s, I had no idea what I was doing. And that makes you uncomfortable, right? Yeah. And women are complicated. And the weird thing is that I, I played with guys. I mean, really, collaboration wise, I, I've only played with a couple women because I mean, it's simple. Like, I know what to mm -hmm. expect from them. Um, I mean, especially as a, a person who's leading a band, you know, they'll do what you ask them to do. Like, you know what I mean? Not to, I'm not yeah. like, oh, saying men are simple, but I'm just saying women relationships can be complicated. And especially back then in my 20s, I probably couldn't have handled it that well. Because um, that mean girl stuff, like, I would run away from that stuff. I was like, uh-uh, no, I'm not. Because mm -mm. yeah. I know how to deal with it. Now, I'd probably confront it and be like, stop, come on. Yeah, you just, right. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, it, it's it, it can be prevalent. You know, they, they there's movies about it for sure, and you know, I, I do agree that there's healthy competition as well, and to use that to fuel us to be better. You know, to be better human beings or better writers, singers, you know, plumbers, whatever it would be, versus trying to tear somebody down. Mm -hmm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and Andy, I, I had never even thought about that, but I'm kind of the same. I mean, I have far more experience collaborating with guys in a musical setting yeah. than yeah. girls. And I think for me, I just always, I was kind of a tomboy. So I just, you know, surrounded myself with guys. Um, yeah. And I wanted to do whatever the guys were doing. And then being a drummer, um, usually for guys, but then sometimes, you know, like with Mario and stuff, sometimes for girls too um and yeah that's interesting just because i think the dynamics are different musically when collaborating with men versus women um but then i would say saying that like i yeah i haven't even really collaborated with women um near as much like to even to even speak to the differences I ain't right. as much it's been just like yeah mostly surrounding yeah. myself with with other guys playing music yeah yeah you know i'm wondering too because you both have been in, in the music field for so long do you see changes in terms of how you are treated or regarded because you both are fronting bands yes and no yes and no when mm -hmm. it's and you when you see things that are still so messed up it seems amplified because at this point it should not be there. And Kim, mm -hmm. actually, uh, when um, when we said we would do this um, interview, I thought about when we were in Detroit and this young guy comes up to us. It was a music festival. And I think he was playing too. And he goes, you play guitar? I've never seen a girl play guitar. <laughs> and I was like, I was like, I don't understand the words that are coming out of your mouth. Like, what? go away <laughs> like it was just like what you didn't like it was as if i didn't know that they did that <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah i know and it's it's funny because i think andy you're absolutely right yeah in some ways it's like i love that there's there's so it seems like there are so many more like women songwriters and like women like fronting bands that are like super cool and are mm -hmm. really like admired and it's kind of a good time to be a woman making music right now but then there's always there's still like the stupid people like i think about when i um this was just a couple of years ago when i was playing drums at star bar and i was walking in with a drum and this guy goes don't you hate it when your man makes you carry his stuff? Oh. <laughs> and I just looked at him and I was like, yeah. Oh I'm like, he needs to carry his own stuff. Well, then later in the green room, that guy was in the green room and he, and he had just seen me play. And like I had posted on Facebook about, oh my God, y'all, y'all won't believe what this dude just said and all this stuff. Well, then, you know, fast forward a couple hours and he's like, so... I just realized that thing I said earlier was really stupid. And I was like, oh my God, can we take a selfie together? Because I want you to know that I, I was like, this guy's an idiot. And just the fact that like he said, but he said that he recognized that. Yeah. And I was like, okay, well, that's something. Yes. But still, I was like, I was kind of blown away. It's like, really? Like, we're still going to get comments like this? Like this yeah. was, it was like 20, 2018 or something. And it's like, yeah. Huh? whoa so, 2018 yeah. yeah yeah it's it, how great that he had that awareness to come back and and, and correct himself you know I, I bet he learned a, to not say that stuff again <laughs> you know hopefully he did and because that's the thing where that's a little thing and it's kind of jokey but it is a it's pointing out that it's like oh that this is like this other thing when it's not mm -hmm. and um yeah and i mean i could call off um, a number of comments similar to that that have happened just I mean I'm thinking of one example just from a few months ago where I mean and it was over social media but I was like I was very conscious of 
this feels like if I was a guy, you would not be communicating to me in this way. And it was, it was cringy. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I don't know why we still <laughs> see that stuff, but we do. We do. Yeah. It's like, it's hardwired somewhere and you know, but I, it, it is becoming less and less. I, I would hope. <laughs> you see it becoming yeah maybe. The, hope, the hope is in the children i mean their language is different so you know what i mean so true Very that cool. is true because yeah, yeah. In, the, in the examples i'm thinking of it it's um it's, it's kind of older older dudes <laughs> like guys that are you know my age or older yeah like i don't ever need to be called a girl bass player anymore a chick bass player ever again in my life for the record you don't ever have to say it ever again, anybody. <laughs> but badass bass player works though, right? Yeah, that's good. Because yeah. you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Oh, man. Yeah. It's so I'm wondering about, you know, because you each, you've been writing songs for how long? I mean, a very long time. And is there a song that, you know, the other has written that you really connect with that really speaks to you you first oh <laughs> yeah well there could be several right yeah you know andy i don't know if i should call out this song because i don't know if you've ever played it live oh no go ahead but no you this was this just came to mind i mean well my corner came to mind right, um, that's long. but oh, yeah. yeah and i mean and that's so fun to sing along with and stuff but Andy, you had this song called Gaslight. Oh, yeah. That's it. That's it. It's a dark song, but it was written in the beginning of the pandemic. So things over yeah. here. So, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Relevant. That, I totally forgot about that song, but yeah. It, it was powerful. And yeah, I Maybe remember. It. Uh, is, do is I? Okay? Maybe is I need to revisit it. Yeah, you should. Yeah. Is it okay to re recite a line or two? I, I'm, I'm. Oh my gosh, I don't even interested. know that I did. Um, I don't even know that I'd know a line without like listening to it. But yeah. um, it was a kind of a retrospective looking at something um, back in my life where I realized, like, uh, you know, you know what gaslighting is, right? So mm -hmm. it was oh, a, yeah. and it was me seeing it for the first time, which is crazy. Like, you know, like. Yeah. looking back on something and then all of a sudden seeing it in a different perspective. And so, I mean, that's why I wrote that song and uh, maybe I need to revisit it. So, but thank you for remembering that. And I don't know. I mean, I, you know, I would love to hear that song for sure. It, it's so relevant because I think more and more people are realizing what it is, what gaslighting is mm -hmm. and being able to now label it instead of mm -hmm. feeling crazy. Right, right, yeah. So yeah. And I was very young at the time, and it was—I don't know. I mean, I feel like—I mean, it was kind of—I guess writing that song felt like a kind of therapy, right? Mm -hmm. Which is what you know, one of the best things about music. So it is, isn't it? Yeah. Oh. So um, I don't for for Kim's song. I mean, I love "Under the Weather." I love Spider Lily. I mean, and Spider. Oh my God, yeah. Spider. How can I not say Spider Lily? So I don't know <laughs> if you know this, Diane, but Spider Lily was written about, well, in part about me and my dog that passed away. Oh. And, and this isn't something I like actually thought about until now. Is that Kim and I are both in each other's lives, like for like, hey girl, have you heard this or? Um, or music collaboration, but also pets. We've been there for each other when our pets were mm. old and, um, or sick. And um, and so anyways, she wrote that song for me on my, or and gave it to me on my birthday. And like, oh, I'm God. ugliest cry ever. So, and it's such That's a good song. So. Oh my God! Yeah, I, I I heard that song for the first time two months ago, Kim, when you were at the Earl, and you played oh, that song cool. with the Good Graces. Oh my God, that is such a beautiful song! And how 
what a beautiful example of your friendship once again. What a beautiful tribute. And it's probably the best birthday um, gift I've ever had. Oh, cool. For real. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I mean, I love, I think we can all say like, that's the best thing when you can make something that's like really just pure and real and like, um, I mean, a lot of songs they end up kind of being for somebody else and you didn't even intend it to be but mm -hmm. that was um there there haven't mm -hmm. been many i wrote a song for my husband once and that was very intentional i'm writing this for him for our anniversary and this was also very intentional like i'm writing this for andy and it was just oh. it's a very it's a very different experience um and it's kind of nerve-wracking because i remember <laughs> telling her like so many times during the process it's like i wanted to just ask her about lines and stuff because it's like the only person that's gonna know if this is working is andy but i wanted it to be a surprise so i couldn't i couldn't ask her um i just had to make it and yeah it was it was it was so different making a song that way but it did come from just a really like it was it was inspired by, I mean, it was the day after her dog Lily passed away. There was a spider Lily that popped up in my yard and that's my favorite flower. And I was like, wow, Wow. that's kind of neat. And I feel like I could do something with that combination. Um, and yeah, like the first little bit came out really, really, really quickly. And like a lot of songs for me, then I just got stuck um, for probably about a week. Um, and then then finally was I was able to finish it. Yeah, I was glad. I was just glad I was able to make it. And I remember you being anxious and being like, "Is this right? Did I get it right?" And I'm like, "It's so right." Oh. Oh. <laughs> I sent it to my therapist. That's how right it was. <laughs> yes. Oh man, and it is such a beautiful song. I remember just Thank standing you. there, going, "Just it was just so beautiful and hypnotic." And oh, cool. Thank you yeah um I'm, I'm debating what i you know I, I love where this conversation is flowing and if you don't mind though I'm, i think i'm gonna kind of just turn a little bit here i'd like to ask you each an individual question um so andy i, I am so fascinated you know when i read former anthropologist and primate researcher and you know i'm so curious about the experience that you had and what you've learned from that, what, what have you carried forward? You know, what have you brought with you from that? Right. So, um, I mean, when you're working with primates, you have to be very aware of safety. And so nonverbal behavior is, is like key. And that's what they spend so much time training you to read nonverbal behavior so that you can remove yourself from a situation if you need to. Um, and, um, and to work with that, right? Like to work with when someone feels comfortable, you can move forward, meaning a primate. Um, yeah. however, that training, I still take with me in relationships in nursing and, you wow. know, negotiating something like, um, watching that nonverbal behavior. I mean, it's a gift. Cause I mean, just don't lie to me. I can tell, you know, like, it's just so clear and as an er nurse it kept me out of a lot of trouble it was able i was able to connect with patients really quickly because i'm going off that nonverbal behavior way more than i'm going off of what's coming out of somebody's mouth and that's where the truth lies absolutely yeah so i mean yeah. I, I took that from it i mean i um uh I, you know, like kim i get bored easily so you know i've had many careers <laughs> And yet there's that, that, that there's this thread of, you know, like study and, and learning and just growing and expanding. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So Kim, <laughs> you know, being in graduate school, you know, to become a licensed therapist, I, I am really interested to see, or just to know your thoughts about do you see common threads between what you are learning now and doing and being a successful musician songwriter? 
Oh God, for sure. Yeah. So yeah, like when I first started the program, um, I think it was actually on orientation day. Um, <clears throat> one of the professors said like, and it was in the middle of a lot of the like George Floyd stuff and a lot of just unrest in our country and everything, you know? Mm -hmm. And she said, everything that's going on, um, you will bring that with you to class and like throughout your coursework and everything. And that is okay. Like we encourage that. And there was just this big emphasis on like being like honest and authentic and real that um, I had not gotten from my experience in the corporate world. And that was so refreshing. And so, yeah, I feel like the same thing applies um, with, with, songwriting you know it's like if you're not being real and not like people pick up on that and i mean for me i'd rather hear something that's just real and authentic that maybe has some like blemishes and it's like imperfect and but it's got more character and it's that's far more interesting to me you know and it's like and i could go on and on and on and like people's stories are so interesting to me like even if like yeah. they might think that no nah, what's interesting about that no it's cool because it's like everybody's got their own uniqueness and i think yeah in both cases I, at least that's what i've learned so far i mean you might tell me that i'm wrong diane but it, it seems well, like yeah, it is, it, it's very it's like honesty and genuineness is um very valuable in in both cases yeah, yeah. and just pulling from deep, you know, deep within. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that, that willingness to be vulnerable. Yeah. To share. For sure. <laughs> Which is not always easy, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. Like, talking about the hard things, right? Yeah. Like, like, I mean, you can go into a therapy session and you can be it's like you might talk about your day and it being challenging, but it's like, okay, well, what is yeah. this person really saying? You know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, to me, like early on, that was something that I tried to capture with songwriting because I was really taken with songwriters that were able to do that, were able to sing about things that they might not want to talk about. Yes. Um, and where sometimes you'd listen to it and you'd be like, oh God, I can't believe this thing I'm hearing and I'm not sure how to react. And it's like, it's uncomfortable and it's the hard stuff. And I mean, I hope that maybe my experience in trying to do that and appreciating that at least in song, like other songwriters, you know, maybe that'll help me. Cause that is one thing that's kind of daunting about just the idea of being a therapist. It's like, you don't know what you're going to hear and how, you might react and it's like it might not be appropriate just to say like i'm sorry and start crying <laughs> but sometimes it might be you know um, absolutely so, yeah yeah, yeah. I, I i totally agree and you know i think you know as a therapist and you know we are all songwriters we are all in you know this clinical field as well you know, I really think it takes that that comfort with whatever emotion we're feeling or whatever presents itself. And again, you know, like with the nonverbals that you're talking about, Andy, all of that is just it all just mm -hmm. comes into play. Yeah. Well, I I remember um, the first time I went live on Kimono My House. I was absolutely petrified oh. you could not see my my I, my left leg was just like tremoring the whole time and luckily it was off camera <laughs> but what a beautiful community that you both have built with kimono my house and i would love for you to share that story with our audience yeah i and love that you were nervous and still did it right Scott, yeah. because i mean that's kind of the whole thing is like show show up as you are right you know like mm -hmm. and it's okay and um yeah so so thank you yes. for sharing that though because i mean it's a vulnerability right like i was scared to do that i mean i was scared to um do come out of my house stuff and you know 
we created it. So, because <laughs> you can't see who's on the other side, right? You're like, who's out there? Yeah. Kim, yeah. why don't you? I don't know. You you tell your perspective. Of no. Well, it was Andy's brainchild, but um, you know, and it was March thirteenth, twenty twenty. Um, that day I left work early, um, because the shit was starting to hit the fan and um that week had been pretty busy and i had seen andy had posted a couple things um but but i hadn't really had the time to pay much attention to it but she had posted about wanting to um like start something so atlanta musicians could stay connected and um that day since i came home from work early i had the time to like, oh, okay, I'm gonna inject myself into this conversation <laughs> that she's having. And um, I was like, hey, why don't we start um, start a group and we can use Facebook Live and we can just um, go live within that group. And, you know, we'll do that for the three or four weeks and then we'll be done because right. then, we'll be right. back, uh, then we'll be back in person again. Yeah. Right. Right. And, yeah. And it really was just a, um, I mean, it's, it's kind of funny, like leading up to that, I think I had taken January and maybe even February too off of Facebook. Cause I kind of just felt like I needed a break from it. And so I kind of felt like I was slowly walking away from that as um, a means so of thought. socializing. I know. So I thought, um, and yeah, I mean, it was that day, the 13th and we just went, we um, invited a handful of people. One of them, one was David Mampowski. And I guess um, Andy was like, what should we call this thing? There were a couple of different names. I don't remember any of the other names. It might be funny to look back and see what some of the other names were. Yeah. But, that would be. Um, but yeah, he he said, you know, come on to my house, and we just we liked it. It sounded fun and quirky, and you know, it kind of it had it had Kim in it. <laughs> so selfishly, I was like, that's funny. oh my god, that's so funny. I never I've never realized that. Okay, <laughs> I love that. I didn't know that either. <laughs> no, but I mean, it, you know, it was a fun name, and so several of us were like, oh yeah, we like that, and. Yeah. And so like I went live from my porch and I was like, this is, you know, we could do it like this. This is how it would work. And then, you know, other other people started doing it. And over time, you know, people from Atlanta, then they started inviting people outside of Atlanta and it just kept growing and growing and growing. But, but Andy, I mean, you should really speak to kind of what you were thinking about at that time. Cause yeah, I just saw it as like, this was Andy's idea. And I saw that like, Oh, I can help you kind of organize and shape this mm -hmm. thing. Um, but it was totally just, it came from her wanting to stay connected to people. Yeah. Oh, I think we froze a little there. It was for a second. I think I froze for a second. My, my, so sorry. Yeah, um, so, so, um, yeah, I mean, that week was a huge transitional week for me. Um, I actually quit my job in the ER that week, um, closed on my refinance of a house, canceled three or five shows. Like there was so much going on. And, you know, uh Oh, you're muted all of a sudden. Yeah. Let's see. I think you're. Say something. Yeah. I'm, can you hear me? We, we do. There's a bit of a delay. There we go. There we go. And, there we go. Yeah. Can you hear and me now? We can. And don't worry, because because this is recorded, we can edit that part out. Perfect. Um, okay, so I'll start over. Um, it's because I'm doing it on my phone and I have it on Do Not Disturb, but it still pops up. Mm -hmm. So I don't know what to do about that because it's not, mm -hmm. I've turned off everything I can. <laughs> so, I don't um, so, okay. So, um, so that week was a very challenging week for me because I quit my job in the ER. 
I was like closing on a refinance of my house. I had to cancel a bunch of shows. Um, and all of a sudden the world felt really, really small. Um, you know, I had just gotten, you know, the yum yum tree back and playing about a year before I was very excited about that. Um, and it just seemed like the things were, uh, you know, being in the ER, you see these things before they happen, right? Like my anxiety level was crazy since January and I felt like a crazy person because like the rest of the world wasn't quite aware yet of how bad things could get. I mean, they became far worse than I ever thought, but, um, and so in that situation, I want to be connected to my community. And that's why I stayed in Atlanta when I came here is because I saw an amazing music community. And so I'm like, all of a sudden, that's going to be shut off, you know, and um, I had two shows that weekend that had to be canceled. Um, and I mean, I canceled one of them before anybody canceled anything. And they kind of acted like I was overreacting. And I'm like, you have no idea what's about to happen. <laughs> that's what I felt yeah. like, you know. So, um, I mean, so I just relied on my friends and connections. And Kim is awesome because, like, you know, I'm good with ideas. But I kind of go at things a little haphazardly. And she's great at being like, okay, let's, like, focus on how to run this smoothly um, because it wouldn't be nearly as organized without her. So, um, and she's a great sounding board. So of course she's the person that I was like, Hey, you want to, no, no, help me. What do you think about this? So, um, and we actually created it as uh, something else other than a group, like a something else at first and then like deleted that and then created the actual group that you guys know of. Yeah, it was a page so. at first, but okay. I was like, I was like, we need to do it as a group because if, like, the we'd have to give people admin rights to the page, you know, if we kept it that way, and it just seemed yeah. like that would be a little, a little bit tough. <laughs> excuse me to to sustain and manage. So I was like, let's just do it as a group, and then we can just let people come on in, just like, and very early on, yeah. we were like, we want this to be a virtual venue. Like that was how we mm -hmm. kind of described it to each other. Mm -hmm. um, we didn't necessarily yeah. want it to just be a like a, a open to everybody. And it, I mean, it is, like but we wanted there to be. Yeah, exactly. We wanted there to be some some structure because I think that's what helps like places, groups, like anything get an identity. And mm -hmm. I think we wanted it yeah. to have to have an identity. And yeah. It, what I mean, it, again, just a, a such a powerful example of how you both worked together and created this very beautiful and supportive community. And I'm actually going to seize this opportunity right now to thank you both. Um, and I, I hope this does not sound trite because sometimes these phrases get overused. But truly, come out of my house to save my life. <laughs> I feel my, my life is better. I have brought music back into my life. And I've never been around such a supportive group of musicians and creative people ever. And it's been so healing for me. So I thank you both tremendously. That's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. And, yeah. And I, I believe it's, that you know, I believe that Renee wants to say something as well, if that's okay. Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Guys, we are so, so honored to have you here. KMH, come on to my house, is what started so much in this artist community. It's been this artist incubator. It gave rise to all these other groups. Tardon Media Network would probably not be here in this incarnation without Kimono My House. Mm -hmm. so I want to give a shout out to you because the work that you guys put into this and the support system that you have built has been like another Laurel Canyon, you know? It's like this amazing place or like the Greenwich Village or something, you know? I, I really believe that people will be talking mm -hmm. about this for a very long time to come. My entire reboot artistically was because of you two and Tom Cheshire and Lars Nagel building on that. 
And so I just wanted to say thank you so much. Well, that's, that's crazy. Awesome. That, I mean, I just, I'm, I'm very honored. Thank you. I don't, I don't think that that like that our intention was not self-serving, but it was what we needed. Right. And right. Uh, what it turned into was something so much bigger. And I think that that part of that is too, is that, you know, we were very much like, come as you are, you know what I mean? Come and play in your pajamas, you know? Yeah. Um, and <laughs> this has kind of fallen off, but early on, one of my things was like, tell us how you are, tell us what you need and, you know, put your Venmo in there because a lot of um, people were, you know, making money off of music and that was paying part of their bills and that had stopped all of a sudden. Yeah. And um, I think that that's part of it is that, you know, we've seen so many people's living rooms that like we've <laughs> hung out with them times, but I've never been in their living room. And yeah. so I think that there's a um, genuineness to it that um, was missing, right? Like that you weren't getting at shows at the Earl, <laughs> you know, coming into Jeff Evans, um, you know, uh, house and, you know, seeing his dogs, like there's something, yes. there's something awesome about that. Right. So, um, yeah, but I'm glad that I'm glad that it's serving all of these different purposes, you know, it, it, it truly is, you know, from one kind of like little circle, this is tremendous ripple effect. And I know that there's a few others that would like to pop in right now to thank you. So we have Mr. Jonathan. Howdy. Howdy. Just, just to, Howdy. just to, uh, expound a little bit on what Renee was talking about and how we have forged so many uh, soul ties through KMH um, over this last, Jesus Christ, year and a half now. It just, I don't know what to say. To It just, all that's happened and all of the love and all of the support, which I've not gotten really any anywhere mm. else. Mm. Yeah. And to get to meet you beautiful, wonderful, decent people. Mm. Oh. I'm so mm. thankful. I'm gonna make me tear up here. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, Jonathan. <laughs> Thank you so much. Like, Thank seriously, you. I mean, I really do want to Thank say that, like, all, all we did was we saw a need, you know, but I mean, Diane, Renee, Jonathan, like you mentioned, Tom, really, it's all been you guys because yes. we could have seen a need and like no one could have <laughs> gave a shit, but you guys did. Yeah. And so that's why it became yeah. anything at all. And for me, honestly, having left Atlanta that I love so much, and it's like as much as I was like kind of tired of social media stuff, I don't know. I can't imagine what I would have done if I didn't have that because at least I, I have that. Um, and I, it did. It, it made it made me feel more still connected to Atlanta and all the friends that we made during the pandemic. I know, I know. <laughs> what a blessing. How strange oh. is that? Uh, you know more people after <laughs> staying in your house for a year. I know. <laughs> wild. But no, anyway, Jonathan, I it hope is. I didn't interrupt, but I want to, I want to, to you all to know that I really mean that. Like it was just, it really was almost like a spontaneous thing. We were like, okay, yeah. well, let's just put this thing up. And I mean, it's let because of all of you guys embracing it like you did that made it anything yeah. at all. So thank yeah. you. And just yeah. to add more to what you're saying, Kim, just the the, the bonds has gone past music. Mm -hmm. I've never had folks like this that I can open my heart up to. I've never, I've never told my story to so many it had so many care it's yeah. just yeah kmh and all the groups that's come down the pike it's just gifts to keep on giving and i'm so it grateful is. for that 
so and grateful. And we're so grateful we have, for you, Jonathan. And we have someone else who so wants to come up as well. We do. Mr. Rory. You're on mute, Rory. Hello, Rory. He's muted. You're oh, muted. You're muted. You're on mute. We can't hear you. We can't hear I you. Love you. I love Rory, it. Rory, you're muted. <laughs> what I was saying was there and comedy. <laughs> <laughs> so see, you're laughing already before I'm even talking. Uh, yes. oh, God. I wanted to come in and say thank you personally. I, I literally found out about this like minutes before it started. Yeah. Uh, and I was eating breakfast <laughs> in the break room waiting, <laughs> watching the show. Um, oh, I woke up late man. and again, I saw the messages and they said, oh, we're, you know, we're going to thank them at the end of the show. And I was like, oh, God, you got to let me be part of this. You got to let me thank mm -hmm. them personally. I mean, you. Yes. I again. You you obviously didn't realize what you were creating when you when you did it, and 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 I hope you realize now that it has changed so much for so many, and it's given hope to to so many. Um, again, it's like they've all said before me. We've we've all become friends, and we never would have known each other, you know, had we not had this opportunity that mm. you put out there for us. Um, if you'd have told me 30 years ago when I left It's Casual that you'd be doing again and again in 30 years, I would have said, you're crazy, <laughs> you know, but there it is. Uh, and so thank you very, very much for doing what you did, uh, whether it be for your own reasons or, I mean, I'm just glad it's here and we all are. And, yes. uh, and it's only going to grow. It's only going to get bigger and, and, yeah. and better and, and more people are yes. going to become involved and you become part of the circle. And, and again, it's just a wonderful thing. Thank you so much. Yes. Thank yes. you. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. I want to, I mean, I wanna say oh. thank you for showing up. Like, I mean, the thing is we created this venue, but if people didn't show up, then, then nothing much would have happened yeah. with it. So, and yeah. you know, I've played, you know, um, I don't know, hundreds of shows probably, but like getting ready to broadcast and come on to my house every time I was so anxious. Sometimes I got in fights yeah. with Matt, like, like, are, is this, is it going to go off the Wi-Fi? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So, um, so it's a special kind of thing and I appreciate you guys showing up, you know, and, you know, doing what you do, you know? Yes. And I believe we have one more person who wants to say Yay! There he is. He is. <laughs> Hi, everybody. I have not met Andy. I have not met you. It's nice to meet you finally, and and that I know the rest of the the, the wonderful crew. I'm I'm particularly moved, Diane, because this is this show is powered by women, and SDF is powered by women uh and and the and the what happened here and can i see everybody please thank you thank you director renee what 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 so moves me is this is a time when we're seeing when men have controlled the media to where women are getting involved and you see what happens when we have a head and heart centered we bring both head and heart into the process. Something is created greater than we are. It isn't a zero-sum game. This ends up being a synergistic. One plus one is greater than two, which is what you and Kim did. And this is what's happening. So we're going to see this and use this as a model, the hybridization of our media and being able to have both shows that are both virtual and in present you're laying the ground you have laid the groundwork for that and allowed so many people to connect that is that is going to go way beyond what we did and i'm so proud of this i'm so proud of the rise of the divine feminine we've needed it we are over masculine we're under feminine in their power structures and you and incredible powerful women and you beautiful men who are so supporting and growing and who are strong enough to stand up beside these powerful women touches me so much and this is the the, the values of the Tardon Media Network are to do this and to promote this everywhere and I want to thank all of you 
for this. And Andy, what a pleasure to meet you. And I look forward to meeting you further. And Kim, mm -hmm. gorgeous, amazing Kim, who is uh, such an inspiration to me. And Diane, uh, thank you for for piloting the show and piloting mm -hmm. the piloting this movement that can see women standing up beside and taking their place so that we can have the balance in the world that we so need. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank you all so much. Oh man, what what I could not wait to to bring you all on and and give these thank yous because they are so needed and just to highlight the, the power again of when women join forces and again it was, just, it was just this you know got this idea hey what do you think and here we all are here we all are yeah. our lives are better our lives are so much better and can i just say <laughs> no, can i just say the time that's, that, that's that's it kim damn right <laughs> God. I just saw it. I just saw it. That is so beautiful. I love it. We need a still frame. Nothing less. Nothing less. Oh, oh, Kim. Oh, yeah. That was so, the can I just say before we stop? Yes. Can I just say I before you, we Kim. stop tape and Dennis and Rory, I think y'all can attest to this as well. These four women on the screen right now have shaped us and molded us and made us better yep. so infinitely much in the time that we've come together. That's right. Kim, Andy, Ray, Diane, God bless you all yep. are such beautiful, all. decent, and incredible souls. I'm so Thank thankful you. for all of you. I am really You awesome. are lifesavers and mountain movers, all of you. Okay. Virtual hug right now, John. Yeah, virtual hug, exactly. <laughs> and and <laughs> at the end, uh, may I ask Diane for me, for my editing purposes, would you please, could we have you on the screen uh, solo to do a an individual uh that you were ha about the show and about this and then say goodbye. So I'll have an easy edit to close. Yes. Yeah. I, I just have some brief kind of closing words and then, Perfect. Yeah. and then say goodbye with a staying very clear right into the camera. Yes. All, All right. Ones, yes. Okay. So I'm going to bring everyone else down and Diane will be Please. Solo on the screen. Okay. And then we'll, um, we'll do that. What what a special show, and I am so glad that we all here at Tardon Media had the opportunity to thank Kim and Andy, Andy and Kim, for creating Kimono My House, because we surely would not be here without their idea and their, their shepherding, their stewardship, they're just keeping the group going, and yes, we've all been a part of it, and, and so happily so. I'm a big believer in, in gratitude. I, I really think that, that gratitude is this healing emotional salve that we all need. And we all need to express it. And more importantly, we all need to receive it. And it, it's, it's just so healing. I want to thank Renee Jaworski, Dennis Tardon for creating this opportunity for this show and Jonathan Phipps for you being behind the scenes for this show and just being that bright, 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 bright light that you are. And Rory Penland, you, you make us laugh. You're, you're such a good guy. I have such gratitude for you. I have such gratitude for Clay Boykin for sponsoring this show. And I have such gratitude for you, the audience who continue to listen to the podcast, watch the, the YouTube episodes, Thank you so much. And I truly look forward to seeing you all next time. Remember to be kind.
This episode of Powered by Women has been brought to you in part by In Search of the New Compassionate Male. For more information, go to newcompassionatemale.com.